Welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Dash of Smith's General Studio. Hello. So let's kick things off with what we're all dying to know. What is the story behind your Instagram handle? Okay, so my handle is Smith's General Studio, and um, that's actually kind of a recent shift for me because I just opened um, about a year ago a little shop called Smith's General, and so the studio handle where you find all of my quilting and quilt patterns is um, just kind of uh, working with the shop Smith's General, and now we have our studio handle. And the name behind Smith's General is pretty cool. Um, I originally had my studio in a little building down the street in a little tiny basement um, space. And back in the early 1900s, it was actually the home of the Smith's store, which was a general store in our little tiny main town. So I just, when I was searching for a a name for my space, I kind of decided to give a nod to the history of the building and to the town we live in. Um, it was a totally different type of general store for sure, um, but I thought it was just kind of a nice, um, yeah, nod to nod to the town and the building. And so then um, I was actually only in that space for a couple months um, because uh, something opened up down the road that just gave a lot more potential for the business and for my studio. And so I um, moved after a couple months in that building, but I brought the name with me. So that's an awesome connection to the town history. Thanks. Yeah. So then, um, I originally was, um, quilting under the name Proud House Quilts and I just, um, that, that name was, um, also had some nice meaning, which is the prow's the front of a boat, like the a part of the boat that kind of moves through the water and forages ahead. And I actually am a marine biologist by education. And so that was kind of a nod to my marine biology and quilting and moving forward in life with my creative pursuits. But um, but yeah, it just made sense now that Smith General is kind of taking hold in in our location in our town to kind of move the studio into and to merge them into one brand. So have you found any cool old signs from the original Smith's General or? No, you know, I haven't. And I went to the History Center um, in town before we opened and we searched and searched and searched for months and couldn't even find a single picture of the building. Oh. And then um, maybe about halfway through the year, they emailed me one day and said, oh my gosh, Dash, we finally found a picture of the building. So I have one photo of the Smith store and we have it printed up and um, hanging in the shop. Oh, cool. So cool. That's That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you decide to set up a brick and mortar store? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So quilting is definitely something um, that can be done at home. Obviously, it, it, if you have the space to do it at home. But I had been working at home for about eight years before I started kind of delving into quilting. And I was just really finding I was at the point in my life, I have two young kids um, and they were heading off to, they're in grade school and one's in preschool now. And I was just at the point in my life where I was feeling like I was really ready to kind of get out of the house and back into the kind of 
the work world, even though I'm still working for myself. And it just felt like by opening a brick and mortar, I could kind of um, get back into the community and start to rebuild some of those connections that are sometimes hard to find when you work from home on your own. And um, we're actually back in my hometown, which is pretty cool. And so it was just like really kind of this idea of, oh man, I could reconnect with my community and provide something that we don't have here. So it just was kind of this organic process of thinking, oh, maybe I wanted just a studio out of the house. And then when this space became available, I thought, you know what, I'm going to just jump into this brick and mortar world and give it a shot. So you talk about community and connections are, do you envision the space becoming more experiential? I know you started doing workshops at Smith General, um, but kind of how do you see the next year or five years, or if we want to talk about a 10-year plan, I love a good 10-year plan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I love your plan, Amanda. I know. You know I love a good plan. <laughs> um, yeah. So the shop is really fascinating because um, when I say quilt shop, I think a lot of people think it's a fabric store, but it's it's most definitely not a fabric store. Um uh, it's mostly because I just didn't have what it would take to take on a full fabric store um, in terms of management and time and energy and all of that. But we have some cool components. So we do have a little fabric nook with like options for people who just need a little something. And we have lots of notions if you're running out of supplies. And then a ton of handmade gifts, which is really cool from main makers, but also other people all over the country. So we're really kind of more of this general store gift shop little fabric nook, and then a ton of handmade quilts as well. And that really is our focus. So then we have this big studio in the back where we are making quilts. So cool. that's mostly what's happening here is that it's we've got a big studio space where we're working through quilt commissions and making you know, uh, things for people who walk in the door or for people who find us online. And then we do have um, a whole classroom component too. So we have a lot going on here. We offer a lot of classes, but they're we actually haven't done, we've only done one quilting class, which is a little <laughs> embarrassing. We mostly are doing knitting, embroidery, things like that. They just seem to be easier, like one day classes or a couple hour classes. Um, I just don't have the time right now to be doing like a full quilting series. Um, so we're, we'll get there hopefully at some point, but it's like we kind of puzzle piece the classes in between our studio time where we're using it to make our work. So yeah, we got a lot going on. <laughs> so could you tell us a little bit about your start with quilting, how you learned or how long you've been quilting? And yeah, definitely. So I actually learned to quilt when I was like eight or nine years old. My, yes, um, my mom's quilter. early quilter. <laughs> yeah, long time quilter. Um, my mom actually taught me, I made a quilt for my little cousin who's, I don't know, you know, I'd uh, maybe 10 years younger than, well, no, he couldn't be 10 years younger than me if I started at eight, could he? I think he was like five <laughs> That's years advanced planning. Quilt <laughs> <laughs> math. Um, so anyway, I, yeah, I was like eight or nine and I did just like a, like a square patchwork. I don't even think it was a nine patch. I think it was just like some squares in a row and we hand tied it and I can still remember her teaching me how to hand tie and it's funny. I don't remember how we bound the quilt. Maybe my mom bound that first quilt. I'm not even sure. But, um, so yeah, I made a handful of quilts when I was little and then, um, in my teenage years, I did a lot of sewing, but it was more like, you know, flowy shirt top for myself or something kind of, you know, 
I don't know, little bags, tote bags and stuff. And then I really took quite a lot of time off because like I said previously, by education, I'm a marine biologist. So I went to school for biology. I went to grad school. I got a job in a marine biology career. Um, and, and you were working from home for eight years? Yeah, we ran, um, my husband and I started, so after marine biology, we started a brewery actually. <gasps> oh, yeah. In, in our barn. So we used to own a brewery. So we did that at home for eight years. And oh, then, wow. Yeah. So then- have you, are you still, did you end up selling the business yeah, or? Yeah, so we sold the business and then actually um, like bought the building that my other little studio was in and then okay. moved here. So we do like, we had like brewery, we do real estate. My husband That's works amazing. in summer camp. We have like a trillion Great. things happening in our lives. And you said you're in Yarmouth, right? Yeah. And Yarmouth is hometown for you? Yes. Yes. So did you leave Maine for a bit or? Yeah, I went to college in Colorado. Okay. So, I, uh, so. my husband and I met at Colorado college. And then, um, we came back after college for grad school and then we've stayed in Maine since actually. So I was out of Maine for like five years. And then after grad school, when we were like, what's next? Um, he had a job he loved here. So we're like, Oh, I guess we'll stay. And then I found a job I loved. And then it just kind of like, we just kept finding reasons not to leave. And then we had kids and my folks are still in town. So, oh, nice. yeah, that helps out so much having them around and we actually yeah. used to live like an hour away from here and we've like slowly moved back home <laughs> <laughs> you've got such an interesting background with the marine biology do you find that like nature and the seaside inspires you or am i completely off base and making some assumptions no 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 you are totally totally accurate um maine is such an inspiring place it is so beautiful here. Um, it's a rugged place to live. Our winter is really long. Um, but it is just, it's just, yeah, absolutely a beautiful, tons of nature, tons of outside time and, um, the ocean. I'm obviously really drawn to the ocean. It's what I studied for years and it's really what I love. And so a lot of my inspiration comes from there. And when I'm like thinking about, you know, quilting and design, there's always something like in my environment that inspires me first and foremost. And so that's where like my designs start to develop is based on my surroundings. And then from there, I kind of like fill in what that would look like as a quilt pattern. And then lastly, I'm usually filling in colors. So I'm, it's like kind of an interesting progress for me. It's, it's from, it's from inspiration to, how that would translate to a quilt block to figuring out what the pattern wants to look like and then the colors from there. So it's not like I start with a palette or um, a collection that I like. I kind of work the other way around. So how's it like, you know, balancing out designing quilt patterns and, you know, running a store at the same time? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if there's really any balance there at all, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, I grossly underestimated the amount of effort it would be to run this business, to be perfectly frank. Um, and we had run a small business in the past. So I thought I kind of had like a, a grasp on what that would look like. And it's just, it's always completely different, you know, than you kind of imagine. So I would say I have not had a ton of balance lately. It's been really all shop and all um, kind of studio. But that being said, What's fascinating about it is as I've been going through this past year of running the business, I have really 
um, explored so many design aesthetics, so many new types of makers and so much different inspiration that I never would have found before that I do feel like I'm starting to like hone in even more specifically the design style I'm interested in and have like a ton of ideas kind of flowing at this point. So I'm super excited. We're actually now at this like great place where everything's fairly stable. And so the next, you know, I'm finally excited to like get back into some new patterns. And it's been kind of a cool slowdown process because it's kind of forced me to like take a breather and take a look at what I really want to be making for my patterns and then figuring out how to move forward from there. It's almost like sort of getting a creative recharge and now you're just ready to get out there and start. Totally, totally, totally. And it's been hard. It's like, I've really had to like, like calm myself down and take a lot of deep breaths and say, this is like for the long term. This is like a long haul thing. This brick and mortar takes a lot of effort, but it's creating a lot of other ideas and and there'll be new pockets of space and new time to be able to put out to new designs as well. Allowing myself to have that slowdown has been a challenge for sure. So on that kind of train of thought, uh, do you have any special goals for this year for uh, either with pattern writing or with the store or some exciting things that you're allowed to tell us about? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So we... um. We are working through our commission list right now. So we actually have like quite a few people who have come in the door and wanted something really specific. And it tends to be like they find a bundle of fabric that they love on our shelf and then, you know, say, hey, can you make me this quilt for my grandson or for, you know, my wife or my husband or whatever. So we're, we have like a few of those left and we're like really trying hard to work our way through that list. And then we're, um, our next step is actually we want to work on developing our own quilt line. So, I mean, not line, but you know what I mean? We want to be making Smith's general quilts. So we want to be putting those out into the world. And so that's kind of our next step. And then as we work through that, um, some of those will become patterns as well. So I've got like two patterns in the queue and then like a whole bunch of quilt designs we're going to start working on. And we are, you know, Uh, I say this all the time, but weeks away from starting on that. (laughs) My my poor assistant, I'm like, Caroline, we're just days away from the next thing, I swear. (laughs) So we're getting there. So that's super exciting. You mentioned um, that you've been working with a lot of different makers and, you know, doing different collaborations. Are you finding most of these connections through social media or are you doing some other research or what does that process kind of look like? For those people who want to maybe recharge, shake things up on their own inspiration feed. Yeah, that's actually a really great question. So I do find um, quite a few things on social media. um, And I made kind of a conscious effort to, like my feed used to just be all quilts. (laughs) It's like all I was following. And I, with the shop, it's been really interesting because I've made a conscious effort to like kind of branch out from that and find other art forms that I really love and try and be following some of those, whether it's like clothing brands or pottery makers. And then really um, a lot of main makers are in here too. So I have a lot of very talented friends in the area. So I reached out to a lot of those and got them in and then you know, just word of mouth. So, you know, meeting people in the community and they come in and they say, oh, did you know have you heard of so-and-so from the mid coast who's making X, Y, or Z? And so there's been a really cool, um, yeah, just kind of like organic word of mouth process in here as well. So it's a little bit of, a little bit of everything really. And then 
obviously when we're out and about and going to markets and fairs in Maine, we were scoping out who we think would be a good fit for the store too. Well, with that, it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Dash? I'm ready, guys. I'm ready. Okay, let's go. And I'm going to hand it off to Anna first. All right. What is your favorite time of day to quilt? Definitely afternoon, early evening. Do you wear shoes while sewing? I do. While you're sewing, um, do you have music, Netflix, or do you have the sound of silence on? If the shop is closed, I'm a Netflix watcher for sure. When the shop is open and a customer might come in, it's music. (laughs) What are your favorite Netflix shows right now? I just finished a mega binge of Gilmore Girls all through the holidays to get me through all my deadlines. It's my go-to. Was that a second time rewatching or are you watching it for the first time? No, no, no. That was definitely a second go-through of that one. (laughs) If not third or I think just second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what's your favorite snack while quilting? I'm a big, um, I'm a big potato chip girl, although they're really greasy. So you got to do a lot of hand washing in between. (laughs) What is your go-to potato chip? Cause I feel like this might be a, uh, debate. Salt and vinegar, salt and vinegar. Oh, I like that one. Solid choice. Mm, (laughs) Favorite traditional block. Definitely the Satu star. What is your favorite color? Teal, any shade, teal, blues, greens, teals. Without a doubt. And what color fabric do you use the most while quilting? Snow. Kona snow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And blues and greens, but snow mostly. And who's your favorite fabric designer? Oh, that's a tough one. I have two. I think I have two that are kind of neck and neck there. Um, I love Carolyn Friedlander and everything she's doing. And I also love cotton and flax. What is the last fabric that you bought? It's just definitely a stack of Konas. What are your top three quilting notions? I can't live without my rotary cutter. Um, and I really, really love um, my wool pressing mats because I really despise yeah, ironing board. So one. I love my wool pressing mats on my, I use them on a sideboard table. And then I've had this little pair of Stork Ginger um, snips my whole life. My mom gave them to me when I was a kid as like, a, it's probably like my first notion present. And I just adore them. They come everywhere with me. Pressing preference open to the dark side or whatever works on the day uh definitely on the dark side for my blocks yes sorry we've been having major fights about this (laughs) (laughs) definitely dark side I just like can't be bothered with open and then I justify it to myself like it's stronger if I don't press it open HSTs curves or strip piecing uh definitely a half square triangle kind of girl machine or hand quilt oh that one totally depends just depends on the project I love them both machine or hand bind so um always prefer hand binding always but usually end up machine binding because of time so um yeah because like a lot of our commissions that we're working on are king size quilts and oh wow i just can't factor in the time it would take to hand bind that so that's a beast so then when you quilt those big projects do you have a local long arm quilter or do you yeah we do we send those off to the long arm and um I'm, yeah, I'm like the luckiest ever. My mother-in-law just started a long arm quilting business in New York. Oh my gosh. So, um, Did you inspire her? Were you like subliminal to- messaging? Oh yes. Kentuka Quilt Works. Um, and so I've been shuttling my quilts off to her, which is oh, awesome. Big time envy. Yes. Yeah. yes. And then your quilt will just be on the top of the list every time. 
Because you have the daughter-in-law. Well, I mean, I don't know, but... (laughs) (laughs) Right now, they have a really quick turnaround, so it's working out really well for us. That's fantastic. That's awesome. What's your favorite part of the quilting process? I love block construction. So what's one bad quilting habit that you wish you could give up? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm, like, so embarrassed to even admit this, but... um, my rotary technique, um, there are times where I say to my assistant, please don't watch what I'm doing right now as I like, you know, like reverse cut with my rotary cutter because I don't want to move my ruler. It's terrible. It's really So you basically terrible. play twister with yes, your rotary I like, cutter. I, exactly. I like, tw- yes, play twister around my ruler with my hand instead of actually just rotating my block because it's just aligned so perfectly I don't want to but it's terrible so don't do that don't ever do that (laughs) who is your quilty bff do you guys know evie quilts evie jesperson so she's like my total quilty bff and she helped me with my very first pattern and ever since we've just been super connected who is your quilty crush so right now i don't know if you guys know um thompson street studio but i am like totally crushing on everything they're doing right now just in awe that all that hand dyed fabric just just stunning so gorgeous what's your favorite recent make we just did um a little collaboration before the holidays with hazel village which is this doll company i'm completely obsessed about um they're handmade dolls and they're just so adorable and so we did a little collaboration with them they sent us all their waste fabric and we did um 27 little mini doll quilts and it was such a fun project because it was like a limited palette we had maybe eight fabrics and each one was unique. So we'd make one at a time and then, you know, we'd make it, we'd put it up on the wall and we're like, okay, what's next? And then just create the new design, put all the fabrics together, whip out the next one. And it was just like this really, it was almost like speed quilting, speed dating for quilting, right? It was like, okay, here, 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 here. And it was just so super fun. How many quilts are in your work in progress file pile right now? Sorry. Just a couple. I try and keep that real minimal. So you mentioned that you were teaching like knitting and embroidery at the shop. Do you have any other hobbies that you do? Uh, no, nope. (laughs) I have two kids at home and the shop and that's about it. So we have just a couple more questions for you. Who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and a couple sentences as to why? Yeah, uh, totally. So I mentioned Thompson street before, um, they are doing gorgeous natural dyeing, like super innovative design there and techniques they have. They are doing a lot of pojaji, which is super cool. And then they do um, like really kind of improv patchwork and improv curves. And they're just such gorgeous inspiration. Um, I just can't ever get enough of folk fibers. I think um, Mara, her natural dyeing and her like her process is so incredible because she's doing everything from start to finish and um, a lot of really traditional quilt designs and patterns, um, but with just such a like stunning contemporary look to them. I love her work. And then um, I love following Basilondo too, Laura Preston. Um, I think her modern aesthetic is really great. You know, Um, she kind of, again, just like really cool design, but her aesthetic is, is quite modern. Um, and I love her her color palettes and her work with solids. So those are like my, my top three. 
So we need to wrap up. We hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio. Wendy. I'm the.weekendquilter. Anna. I'm Wax and Wayne Studio. And Dash. I'm Smith's General Studio. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you loved what you heard, we hope that you'll give us a five-star rating, subscribe to the show on your podcast provider of choice, and tell your friends how to subscribe too. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>